Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you could make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRight, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specright.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by Myers Printing, which happens to be where I work as a senior vice president and coincidentally is the best sustainable printing company in the entire United States. Myers is a third generation family business on a mission to create a sustainable future for people, products, and our planet. We're proud to help the important work of the United Nations at COP28. For more information about Myers, the awesome products we manufacture, and our commitment to sustainability, click the link below in the show notes or reach out to me on LinkedIn or just through the Substack app. Join Myers in building a greener future, one package at a time. Live from Studio 3, this is Packaging Today with Evelio Matos, Adam Peele, and Corey Connors. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, we got it's Monday. We made it. Um, what's up, guys? What do we got? We got uh, your, Corey Connors. Today, Evelio. Yeah. Sorry, can't. What do we got here? Synchro. Synchro. <laughs> so my daughter does uh, synchronized swimming. Oh. And um, anytime somebody's like, hey, man, can you go out and do this? I'd be like, sorry, can't. Synchro. Because <laughs> I'm going to practice or I'm going to a meet. Uh, I see. Um, do you want to hear a funny, a funny um, joke that you may never employ? But if you are ever at a <laughs> wedding with, uh, with two Christian humans and you have to do the best man speech, uh, there is a there's a verse, I believe it is in the book of Luke 1420. And the mm -hmm. verse says, I'm sorry, I can't come. I'm married. Uh, meaning I'm unable to attend your event due to my marital uh, status now. So uh, and then it gets a great laugh. It gets a really great laugh. Don't you dare. Play that cricket. Don't you dare. Play my that cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I've had we'll take your word for it. It's the best. It's it just it kills at all of the Christian weddings. <laughs> did did you hear the crickets? I don't know if you heard it or not. I did we? Yes. All right, all right. But I set up. I like I said, I push some buttons, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, it's like this is your first time hosting or being on well, the internet. You're like, well, you I don't know, know I how don't to have, turn uh, on. Where do I click the link? Can you see my screen? Am I on mute? Is this thing <laughs> am on? I on? Am I on Check. mute? I'm not a cat, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm ready to proceed. Oh, those were the good old days. Of, uh, how, many, how many of these have we done? Do you know? At least. Oh, five. yeah. <laughs> at least. At least. Um, Maybe a year. Hey, man, so, going on for a year? Oh, at least, uh, dude, uh, 100% at least. Uh, okay. We've done at least 70. Can I say wow. at least one more time? Um, all right, what do we got? We got uh, Corey Connors. At Corrugated on the TikToks, uh, host of packaging, sustainable packaging podcast. And um, we got uh, Adam Peak, host of People of Packaging podcast, <laughs> the OG. But you stick right in his ear. 
And yeah. um, you're not on, you're not <laughs> on the TikToks anymore, but you can find them my on podcast. LinkedIn's. Oh, goes right. <laughs> it's all LinkedIn's. That's right. That's right. And then yep. uh, you got me, Avelio Matos, uh, host of Packaging Unboxed podcast. Um, so yeah, good stuff, man. I got uh, I I actually just posted that I'm looking for a co-host. And uh, oh, I got some good feedback. Got some good DMs. Okay. So, uh, what about us, Abelio? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What Derek. about what about us? You guys okay. are. You guys. <laughs> you, we're co-hosting this. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, not for this show. No, not super, for this show. Oh super, man, so that's <laughs> super way to rude. find out the news. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm looking for some co-hosts to replace these guys. <laughs> if you can DM me, please, yeah. so we can. Yeah, but don't tell show, them. That would be great. Don't tell those guys. That's right. You were not on mute, Avelio. Just so you know. <laughs> you were live on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, before we get started, though, I am yeah. wearing my shirt. My voice is gone, but the uh, Judge Memorial Catholic School boys basketball team won the state championship on uh, Saturday night. Congratulations! Two and a half hours away, so that was uh, it was a, how, it was a pretty big. How many deal. goals did they score? I know how much you love sports, Avelio, but uh, I'm not here for any of your sports jokes. Um, you had to stick. You did have to stick out my. You can have one because you had my bad, my bad uh, Christian <laughs> pastor church joke. Um, but yeah. here was. No, I, I would have gone to your. I would have gone to that game too, but I can't because I'm, I'm married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. And you had such uh, a good joke. It's a great one. Because, you know, Luke 1420, I'm living by the Bible. Um, But it was crazy because his team was, uh, they were not at five, they were a below 500 team. So they were, at one point, they had won five games and lost 12 games during the season. Um, They had a great run. They were the number 10 seed in the tournament. And they beat the number seven seed, the number two seed, the number three seed. And then they beat the number one seed in the championship game. So it was a really amazing. It was really awesome uh, to see the team kind of come together. It's uh, it was incredible. So it was a, it was a great run. We got home super late Sunday. Didn't sleep that much. My voice is still barely recovering, but uh, it was it was awesome. It was a great congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I didn't play. Uh, I was not in the game. Uh, 187 uh, so events and there are coach some, there's some, Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. There there you are definitely him. some parents though who are like. I'm playing the game, and and it's like no, just cheer for your kid, please. That would be awesome. You know? Yeah, coaching. No, is but easy. it was great though. It was awesome. Coaching's so, easy, right? It's no. super easy. Yeah, you don't get parents bothering you. Like, put my kid in more. My kid doesn't get enough <laughs> playtime. My kid doesn't get enough time in the water. Do is no. it the same thing with synchronized swimming? Do parents a million yeah. percent? A million percent. Yeah, yeah. I try to be the parent that doesn't. Um. Because it's not fair, right? Coaches aren't, you know, they're doing, dude, they're doing the best for the team. So, yeah, I, I had to tell a parent this, this is not, we're going to, I go down a whole rabbit hole here. We'll get but, the package. Um, but one point in a game I was coaching, yeah. this was like sixth grade basketball. And at halftime, I had to go over to the parents and I had to tell them, hey, I'm trying to coach the team. Can you please stop telling them what plays you think they should run? And one of the dads said to me, well, at least somebody's coaching them. And I took I took the clipboard. I was like, I'm I'm a volunteer. Mm-hmm. You can also go volunteer. But I'm yeah. at yeah. every practice. I'm at like 
I'm not perfect. I'm a volunteer sixth grade basketball coach with a bunch yeah. of imperfect sixth grade kids. Yeah. You can go coach them if you'd like to. And he's like, okay. I'm like, stop coaching. Just here for your kids. I'm doing, I'm doing my best here, but it's only yeah, confusing right. these poor little children. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just saw, I just saw a clip uh, this weekend of a, uh, because my other daughter plays softball and I just saw a clip of a dad up in the stands at a, you know, college softball game yelling at the ump and, you know, the ump turned around and the guy, the dad stands up to walk down the stands to get, you know, com- confront the ump and his ACLs go out, go out like, like and he just, his knees that's just fell forward and just tumbled all the way to the bottom. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's, you know, man. All right. Enough. Yeah. I'm sure we're the only. I'm sure we're the only ones with kids in sports. Nobody else gets this. Everybody Nobody else understands out. what we're talking yeah. about. That's right. <laughs> we got we got some good friends in the audience already commenting. Thank we do. you all. We do, man. What do we got? We got Fred. Fred. Yeah, good pretty, stuff. Pretty pretty rich, rich. Yeah, he's got some good stuff coming uh, coming up. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, Hugh. Hugh. That's right. Pink slips are in the mails, boys. Sorry. You would be a good co-host, Hugh Curtis. Um, mm. I volunteer as tribute, so I'm out. It's been, it's All been a good guys. ride. <laughs> I'll volunteer Ryan Fox. All right, see you guys. Peace out. <laughs> the real corrugated Ryan Fox. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And That's Andrew right. can help find replacements through. Right. Uh, <laughs> he probably has a list. That's right. That's right. Oh, we got Chris Olson. How's you, how you doing, Chris? Oh, Chris. No, it's the, the champion. We have the champion judge, Bulldogs, and the champion. Oh, oh is that like, uh, is that a Tetris championship hat? It's pretty good. I hate you. <laughs> if I could, if I could remember what that Russian you know what? You song can't fire is, because I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I would hum it for you. All right, so let's. You know, we're ten minutes in. We got zero packaging conversation happening. Boxes, boxes, yeah. Yes. Hey, I want to ask yeah. you guys a question. Yes. Um, what are the states that have EPR bills right now? Do you know? Washington. Yep. Oregon's working on it. Colorado. California. Maine. California. That's it yeah. for now. That's Vermont. my knowledge. Yeah. Vermont, maybe. I know there's 11 others in the works, and yep. I don't know that list, um, but I could definitely see 50 before we know it. What's up, Stacy? Hey, Stacy. Hey. Ex soccer co- coach here. So he's off my list. Oh. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was a, I was a soccer ref, actually. Oh yeah, uh, that's what I did in high school. Um, cool. When he was so, when he was growing up in the Bahamas, he refereed in was, when I, every weekend. When, when I was in a, uh, when I was in Maui, Maui. actually, you know what, dude? I I, I I spent some time in Saint Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I, I did. Um, oh I went surfing God. through like uh, yeah. Was, you are the most. Was, you are the world's most interesting man. Um, yes. Yeah. I, it's funny to me, maybe it's not funny, but it's just interesting to me that there are more states with uh, legalized weed than there are EPR laws. Is that a weird yeah. thing or no? Not really. I think weed came first. You know, I think they, uh, like, they the that movement started movement earlier. Started, yeah. We've yeah. had packaging waste for a while. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> no, this is a new thing. And just to, just the bottle deposit programs, mm-hmm. uh, just those, uh, more than double recycling rates in those mm-hmm. states that have them. So to me, it's something that we should do nationally, I think, as soon as and possible. And they make for great, great Seinfeld episodes also. Yes. 
Double, double win. As a, as a matter of fact, like here in Arizona, there was a family that got a, arrested for oh, yeah. taking a semi-truck worth of plastics, driving it across the border to California to go recycle it there because they pay more and um, that's illegal. Like who... Do we know why that's illegal? I, I'm sure there's some... Is it like... To me, that seems counterproductive, but I'm sure there's some like law enforcement person who could say the reason Finance, is because, well, because the money for the bottles in California come from California. So right. th there's no, yeah, there's no money yeah. for that program in Arizona. So you're taking it, you're taking a product from here and you're selling it there, which isn't really helping them in California boost their recycling rates. It's just, you know, taking money from, from a program. Way to be selfish, California. Yeah, geez, California. Yeah, there's so much like interstate <laughs> commerce laws that I don't I don't know about. I mean, like this is this is crazy. I had no mm -hmm. idea that if you are in, you know, if you're in Arizona or if you're in Utah and if you're going to be going to an event in Vegas mm -hmm. and you want to bring a bottle of wine and you drive it across state line that that's illegal. That's you're not crazy. allowed to transport. I mean, like to me, like buying it in Utah and consuming it in Nevada should not be illegal, but right. apparently these things are, I don't know. I don't know much about this stuff. I barely know anything about packaging, so we should probably <laughs> stick to this stuff <laughs> that we can um, talk moderately competently. All right. Two things here. One, Matt, who's a soccer ref. When I was in high school, being a ref playing, you know, uh, ref in soccer. In Japan. We had shorts that were like this big. And that was like the worst part of being a ref is like, you know, your, your friends from school would see you and your shorts were like this, like there'd be like white skin just poking out like had never seen the sun before. Yeah, that's <laughs> fashionable though now. That's fashionable. Now it's cool. Yeah, now it's cool. But back right. then, no, those were like the time. old Bermuda shorts days where the longer the Now better. they make soccer refs wear the long uh, Michigan Fab Five shorts down, you know, below their knees. Oh, totally. Because soccer refs all have to be unfashionable. Totally. Um, but, uh, Stacey saying compostable is the future. Uh, I don't just, I don't, I don't agree with that one. Uh, what say you Adam peak? Um, that would have to exist in a world in, in which is, is a bit more utopian than I think is realistic. Um, you know, the, there, I saw this great, um, it was, it was a Twitter thread, but it may as well have been an article about, how advancements in um, in sustainable type things uh, actually lead to greater consumption in those areas. And so it's not always the win that we think it is. So the article is highlighting um, LED lighting and how, mm -hmm. you know, it's LED lighting is so much more efficient than, you know, incandescent lighting as an example. Um, and and it's, it's true that LED lighting has allowed for people to, you know, use it more, but like, the the don't the sphere in Vegas, which we talked about last week, would not exist without LED lighting, but it also mm -hmm. wouldn't exist, and there would be no energy being consumed by it because the technology wasn't there. So our energy use has actually stayed flat; it hasn't decreased. So the yeah. anytime there there are, you know there are advancements in things like sustainability, for example, with com, you know something like compostable packaging. You have to ask, like, well, what what would that potentially do to either costs or consumption? 
And is that a is that a net good or bad thing, or is it just net neutral, right? Um, yeah. I think compostable packaging has a long way to go if it's ever going to get to where a lot of people think it's going to get to because of the properties inherent in compostable packaging. It's meant to compost, and most right. packaging is yeah. meant to sustain. And so there's there's a there's there's a problem there, right? If your job is to protect and sustain, and then there is an unknown future in which you are meant to break down and not protect and become something mm -hmm. different, that's going to cause just some chemical problems. So what okay. say you, Corey Connors, host of the Composable yeah. Impact podcast? Agree. Great points. Um, I think it's it's a part of the future. And I think this is, yeah. um, I don't like the attitude that one thing is going to take over everything. That's, I see it as a pie. These wedges are going to change over the next 100 years. Um, this is packaging from a company called SmartSolve that we work with. And this is uh, flushable, uh, totally dissolvable in water. I just did a TikTok video. This material, is this is, a, this is for a tampon. This will flush along with the tampon uh, even more efficiently than toilet paper. Now, this is very... This, I don't this think you're supposed to flush those. Yeah. Oh, well, the tampon. You can't. Right. Not the applicator. Uh, but the packaging for this, the tampon. The flexible uh, packaging is flushable and is safe yep. in sewers yes. and safe for marine life. It's been tested. And, and I, mean, I did it. I just did a TikTok about it. I haven't posted it yet, but it dissolved so fast. It was incredible. Um, so for this kind of a purpose... This makes awesome sense. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the first of its kind that I know of. Um, this company has taken off like crazy. Day, uh, D-A-Y-E is the, the manufacturer of these. SmartSolve is the, pa the packaging. And yeah. it's, um, it's really cool to see, but there's a lot of problems with compostable packaging. A lot of the composting facilities, the industrial composting facilities, don't want packaging because of all the contaminants. Yep. A lot of people will put their white spoon in there. They think it's compostable. It's not. And so until we have that dialed in and really perfect, uh, it's going to be a challenge for these companies that are, are composting industrially. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's the, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that video of the, the food in the plastic bags and boxes that are being like ground down into to make uh meal you know food for the pigs oh yeah. you guys have seen that video that went viral for, for a little while there mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing <clears throat> if we're composting plastics and products that aren't like these white you know like the white spoon or anything else that people get confused and just put in there especially that's going out to farmers as organic material that has then plastics in it that we're then putting it back into the soil and it, it kind of defeats the whole purpose um i know talking to Ian Montgomery over at uh, Guacamole Airplane, he was explaining how in, in Napa, and I've got to research this a little bit deeper, but um, just from the conversation, it was like Napa is reducing their compost, their composters' time. They're, they're going from 90 days to 60 days because that's really what it takes for most organic matter to break down. But plastics hmm. are what push it to the 90 days. So all of a sudden, it's now a material that can't be accepted, even if it's compostable, because the process isn't there to... to to process it you know and the reason is because all that organic material stays in that region and the wine growers don't want plastics they don't want 
you know, all these extra excess material going back into the land that's then essentially developing their product. I really like Eva's point. Sorry, sorry, Adam. I really like Eva's point there. Um, This is, this is an education issue. So when they get used to it, are they going to continue to do this with all uh, tampon Mm -hmm. wrappers um, or with all compostable, uh, you know, items? This is, it's a problem that we we have to educate uh, in a major way uh, the audience that's going to use these things. Things like Notpla, those, those uh, you know, to-go containers, those are perfect for compost or, mm-hmm. or, or even because they're soiled with food uh, waste generally. You know, I could see yeah. ketchup and cheese and all kinds of uh, food waste. That's perfect for the compost bin. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I- I think the the for me the the problem I'll keep this really short is uh, the same problems that existed with recycling, material collection, sorting, and whatnot. The same problems are going to exist with composting, because the consumer is number one consuming and number two is not educated barely on recycling, right? right. Like we, this has been around for decades, and now we think like they're going to be perfect with composting. It's just not going to happen. <clears throat> but the consequences of composting are soil degradation you know is mm-hmm. there food you know food contamination there's 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 real consequences to bad sorting for composting whereas recycling we've kind of gotten to a point where it's like this is annoying but we can get it out and yeah. it, it does go to the landfill and that sucks but it's just different so i don't know um i i, I agree with Corey on it's a part of the it's a part of the pie we should uh, obviously consider it but I don't think everything is going to be in compostable packaging in any near future yeah. when we're alive. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with Ava. It's uh, it, it happens, right? It's the same, same challenge. We're going to have it across uh, a lot of industries. Yeah. But and thank you Stacey, Ari- and, for bringing and, it up. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, in Arizona, we don't have, we don't have composting. So all that stuff just goes to landfill. Cause yeah, we don't have it here in Utah. Yeah, and that's the challenge. We, we don't have it where I live, but ten minutes away in in downtown Portland, they do, and and they've already said no packaging. You can't include packaging in that stream. Like, well, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. So I'd say if you're a if you're a brand uh, or you're an agency working with a brand, if you're a manufacturer, then I think the big challenge is you when you're talking to your client is like, where does your product sell? Right. If your product, if you're just a local product and you're selling in Arizona or Utah, or you know, in Corey's town or I guess Oregon don't, um, you know, compostable doesn't make sense because there's no collection for it. So yeah, it has a great story, but if it can't be sorted and collected and composted, then you're wasting your money, you know, make something that's recyclable because that's accepted. You know, at least there's some kind of infrastructure in place across the, across the U S and same thing across different countries. It'd be interesting too. It'd be interesting too. Sorry for, for those companies to look at like what um, what Mikey and his team are building with scrap to yeah. be able to know, okay, in this area, we're, we're heavily concentrated in sales in this area. Now yeah. we can have a, we can have data to show what is readily recyclable and we can build a packaging. This data is now coming and it's here and we can know it. And so knowing what that data is, uh, knowing what your packaging is and knowing what the end of life is, is going to help out a lot. Yeah. yeah, and Seth is asking: is, is compostable more expensive? I would I would say no. The material that's compostable isn't necessarily more expensive, but if it's 
certified, branded. I think that's where you start getting into some different costs. Yeah. What do you think, the, Corey? The, the quotes I've done have been a, a dramatic cost delta, uh, much more expensive. But you're talking um, about something that's like certified compostable. Yeah. Right. Home compostable is yeah. what I think um, is really what we're focusing on because industrially compostable is, like you said, just doesn't make sense yet. Yeah. Uh, it will someday, I hope. The, cor uh, but, the corrugated yeah. is compostable. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't, it's not. I don't think there's a certification, by the way, for home compostable yet. It, that There's too many variables for what home, home composting is, is. I think it's all over the map. I don't know if uh, there's, what is it, ASTM D6400, I think, is the one in the U.S. for yeah. commercial compostability. I don't know that they have, I know they're working on trying to come up with something, but. Um, there I, I is one for home. I don't know the numbers or letters. Uh, oh, they've come out with it recently. It's it's recent. Yeah, it's very okay. new. It's, it. um, it's exciting possibilities. Uh, a lot of these new films, you know, with uh, things like Notpla and uh, Sway, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot here that's coming quickly. And so I think we'll see over the next six months some dramatic changes, I hope. Yeah. To answer that, this question from Stacy, by the way, will it break down in landfills to help out no. um not necessarily if the landfill is not at all well it could but it's actually problematic because if it if it is breaking down then it's breaking down and it's it's and the methane isn't captured that's worse for the environment than if it just stays buried in a landfill and most even like you can go drill down in some in some landfills and find newspapers that look pristine and brand new from like the 1940s. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll still, still find yeah. you'll still find uh, grass clippings and and leaves. Yep. In in uh, in landfill, and that you can't get any more compostable than that. There's just no oxygen, and there's it's just not the right environment to to break any material down. So it's not getting turned over, right? No. Nope. Yeah. So. Yeah, so as a as a as a brand or an agency, and you're like, we're moving to compostables because even if it gets to landfill, it'll break down. That's not necessarily the the case. Correct. And that's that's the challenge. Yeah. Um, hey guys, I've got a hard stop here at nine, but um, I just want to touch on this article. I, I, I caught it on uh, Industry Intelligence. It is going back to EPR, right? So there's it says forty thousand companies, forty thousand Danish companies are going to be subject to EPR for packaging in 2025. Wow. Um, which they're expecting it to lead to higher production costs, um, which means that it's going to increase about 2% the cost of the product in retail sales. So, you know, here in the U.S., I'm starting to get clients that are like, hey, I'm getting, I'm starting to pay EPR bills on these products. And it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a huge number because it's only just a couple of states. But if this thing continues to grow, mm -hmm it's a cost that get that's going to get passed on to clients. I right. heard Darla, I heard Darla Arian speak and she's writing the EPR legislation for Colorado. And when she was speaking, it was at a TLMI event. She said that part of their bill is that companies cannot pass on the cost of EPR to consumers. And they had a mechanism with which to capture mm -hmm. that, that they have to truly be responsible because you're right. It, you know, it's just like a tariff or just like anything else where if you put it on a, a, a company in a free market like we have in the U.S., 
the company is likely to say like, okay, well now it's, it's now it's the extended producer responsibility is now no longer there. It's just, it's, it's extended consumer responsibility. ECR. I just thought of that right now in my head. Um, Trademark. That's what, but that's what it becomes, right? It just becomes another tax that gets passed on to a consumer. And especially for things like food and beverages and, you know, staples, it, it ends up being a tax on typically this is this is the argument against epr right it's a tax on lower and um, middle class people that they have to bear now because they're not the ones buying the more expensive items where maybe they could absorb that cost or they could pay a little bit more for the better packaging it's going to be companies like you know like tyson foods and and Kraft and hormel and general mills that get hit with it and right. what's to stop them from passing it on to the consumer and just going on with what it, it, does, it, it, it doesn't change anything for them. the problem. So yeah. you'll just see smaller formats, shrinkflation. Uh, it's all, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious what's going to happen. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Unless, unless there's a way to capture it. And I don't really know how you can capture it. I don't, I don't know yeah. how to do that nationwide, maybe by state, but even then it's, it's a, it's a challenge guys. Hey, we got to wrap up. Thanks so much for uh, catching us this week. Um, check us out. Check out uh, Sustainable Packaging Podcast. People of Packaging Podcast. We've got some new guests hop- hopping on. Uh, Packaging Unboxed. Check it out. Um, I gotta tell you, Bulldogs. Congrats. Go. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did have uh, uh, Matt Haynes from the Design Conference on on my last episode. This close to, to getting him to cry. It was, it was awesome. It was, wow. I, I, I love the guy. It was probably my most emotional episode yet so definitely check it out you grew up with him right in uh, in australia yeah 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 good stuff (laughs) all right guys thanks a lot see you guys (laughs) hey congrats you made it to the end of the podcast if you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry please check out sustainable packaging with Corey connors and the newly redesigned package unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.